welcome to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. This is episode 12. I'm joined today by our guest, Estella Castro, who runs Austinite Cannabis in Austin, Texas, who's recently expanded into Oklahoma. How you doing, Estella? Doing good. How are you? It's interesting. Um, I was enjoying this weather the last week, and it just it's 90 degrees in October. Yep. Welcome to Texas. You've been up in Oklahoma. What's the weather been like in the southern part of Oklahoma? Right. So I'm basically just doing half and half. So it's been cooling down. I mean, but today it was it got it got pretty hot. I'd say it's about like 85. So, I mean, we're not that far apart. We're only like four hours. And there's these I say I, I think of it in vast temperature differences because I've seen where like it could be 80 degrees here and 60 degrees there. Despite like you say, it's just four hours, but it can be yeah. this. It, it can be the difference between it's snowing and having a blizzard and it's still shorts weather in Austin. Well, we'll see this winter when I'm going to be like, hey, we're having a snowstorm. <laughs> Sn- yeah. Snow vid. Snowvid part yep. two, snowpocalypse. <laughs> yeah, all these names. So we'll start off with talking about your business that you have in Austin, Austinite Cannabis. Um, when, yep. did you, when did you found that? How did, how did you come into this? We have been, we started Austinite Cannabis August 31st of last year. So we just celebrated a year there um, at Austinite Cannabis. And um, I was really hoping that we were going to do something, you know, this you know, on opening up the medical program or something. Um, that was the, that was the reason behind opening up Austinite Cannabis is because I wanted to, um, expand and, you know, be in the marijuana market when it did hit. So and then unfortunately it didn't hit. So, um, I've expanded where we still have Austinite Cannabis, but I have expanded into Oklahoma and, um, I'm working on my second location now. And, I'm going to stop when it's three because um, they already have on their docket for November um, for what's it called? Um, going rec. The recreational use. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're doing things up here um, and we're not. So it just sucks that I had to move a lot of the operation and money that could have been, you know, we could have stayed in, could have stayed put that money in Texas. Um, but unfortunately, you know, it's the name of the game. So that's why we're doing it, you know, here in Oklahoma. Understandable. Um, I never really got a chance to ever ask you this when I've talked to you in person. What's your background? Like, where do you come from? Okay, so background is trucking. So we did, we've had a family owned trucking company since 1978 in the Austin area. Um, huge, huge trucking company um, uh, doing concrete construction. Uh, any kind of sand gravel material and um we've been in the game for so long in the dirt industry um that we were able to do really well with that and so basically about two years ago i sold my shares to that to my family company and i cashed out on it um i had always you know since i guess you know when you have a family company, you don't get to pick and choose what company it was. Right. So I had friends that, you know, if their parents were in the restaurant company or whatever, my parents sold dirt, you know, and I was just like, I'm not gonna, I don't want to sell dirt for the rest of my life. But it all, I always went back to it because the money's good. I mean, Austin is nothing but growing. 
so it was always like, okay, I'm going to do this on my own and I'm going to go out and, you know, do this. But no matter what it was, trucking and, you know, the whole, that industry was always, it's always been so profitable. Yeah, we're so always, I would go back to it. We're always building always something. We're always building yes. something in Austin. So there's always got to be dirt to be moved always. around. <laughs> always. And so, so basically I opened, so I have, I still have one of my trucking companies. I, I cashed out on the other one and then I saw my other trucking company. And then me and my husband opened up about nine years ago, eCastro Trucking. So I still have eCastro Trucking and we still, um, that's pretty much what still pays the bills. Right. So we still have that. And then we just, now we have Medican Okay. And then I'm just trying to move the money basically into the cannabis so that long-term um, we're making, we're in the cannabis industry and we're not working so hard with the trucking. It's a good plan. So. I mean, you, you found a, a niche in the market and especially in Oklahoma and it works mm -hmm. well because Oklahoma still has room to grow despite it, it's yep. very, as we've talked about and people have mentioned it, it could be flooded at times especially like right now, crop tobers happen. Right. But this is a long-term thing that's going to consistently grow. And you just recently made a purchase in Oklahoma, correct? Yep. Yep. We bought over, um, we bought over a dispensary there and then now we're about to open our second one. And the second one will have the, um, we'll be able to grow there, have a dispensary grow and do a processing out of that little area. And hopefully what, what I want to do for the second location is I want to be able to make it like a smoke lounge where I'll have like two food trailer trucks and, you know, cause there's not a lot to do there either. So, I mean, there's always things that can, more businesses that can pop up in Oklahoma. There's room for innovation. I, I would say that's probably yes. the best way to, there's room for innovation to expand in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. How would you say, that, sure. how would you say your business in Austin has prepped you for the Oklahoma side of things? I feel like I, it has done, I, it's done me well. Um, it's, it really has, it kind of um, set me up to, I mean, same kind of same concept. There's a lot more uh, legalities because it's medical, you know, and you have to have a card and all that other, but um, same kind of stuff that we're doing it uh, up there. I mean, I mean, down at Austinite, we're doing in Oklahoma, it's just that we sell so much more flour, of course, you know, in Austin, it's gummies and chocolates and honey and CBD and all that other. But, you know, more than anything, everybody always asks me, what's your number one seller? And I'm like, flour, you know, people like to smoke, people like to, so that's the only thing that we don't, we have good hemp, you know, but of course, you know, this is how it's going right now. It's I imagine it's this night and day, like you're kind of describing it. It's a night and day difference between how things are right. working in Texas, even with the hemp program and how things are working with medical in Oklahoma. Right. But it's definitely it's and they're coming out in Oklahoma. I've seen since I've been here two new rules like pop up, basically. So it's always they're always either changing the way um, that they're doing something. So for instance, right now, they just changed something about a month ago and it's pertaining to butane. So if you're making dabs and you're using butane, you have to take an extra step. Now you have to have like an explosive room. And then you also have to have a, like an explosive room and you have to have like people come out and check to make, you know, hazardous, hazardous stuff. So there's a quite a bit of 
you know, little steps you have to take to now be able to have butane at your facility, right? So, but that knocks off a lot of people because a lot of people can't get the permits that they need to pull at their processing places because either the processing places are too old and they can't get these permits. The newer places, it would be easier. So then, then you're taking out, like I've heard of a couple of processing places already shutting down just of last month because of that, because it's, it's like they, they couldn't, they would have to put another 15, 20 grand into their processing lab and they can't do that. Wow. Yeah. And that's, it makes me wonder that they made this rule. Was there a big problem that you know of or had heard of where there was, let's say like explosions happening from people using butane? Butane. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, it's just kind of like the wild west out here. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, there, there was stuff of, uh, and also too, um, there was stuff exploding, but there's also bad um, dabs going around as well. So that was another thing that I don't know exactly how you can either do something wrong the way that you're, when you're cooking it or extracting it, that it's not good and it's not healthy for you or something. So that wasn't, I mean, there's always a rhyme or reason to why they're shaping up their rules, which I like. So it's like, they're really keeping up with the things that are wrong to making them right. You know, these are actual problems that are showing up and it's not just they're actually correct. It's not just like, you know how I feel like, like Texas, like, you know, we're just going to make this roll up. We don't know exactly what it stands for, but you know, but it, they, they have rhymes and reason to it. You know, there was like, um, you know, again, something that happened um, like up by Tulsa. And then, of course, there was something with like something that happened with the dabs. And that was the reason why it was happening. So then they impl- impl- implemented that rule in there. OK, so. But there and there's lots of there's lots of, you know, um, good stuff. I mean, also, they, they just passed just recently that like we can do pre-rolls in our dispensary. Well, that was cool. It wasn't like a big old, you know, it's not always, how do I, it's not always, it, it, there is lots of rules, but sometimes there are, they'll be putting rules into play and then one will come out like, oh, by the way, y'all can do your own pre-rolls at your dispensary and you don't need your processing, you know? So it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's fair. I want to say that it's fair. Where I don't, I'm always like, but, 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 you know, I'm always feeling so different in Texas. So. And that's something you, you mentioned the pre-roll thing. What I, I wonder now is like, I imagine there is probably shake that's left over from multiple containers and retailers were probably complaining. Well, what do we do with this? We can't just, nobody's going to want to buy this flat out the way it looks, but we can put it in a pre-roll and make a reasonable profit off of it rather than it mm-hmm. going to waste or being sold almost at cost. Right. And you know, another thing that sells really well at our uh, dispensary, people buy shake, like ounces of shake or half ounces of shake, just a, just a bag of shake, but they use it for like, if they're going to go make brownies or something. I can understand that. I've always heard it shake being compared to like, you have a bag of Doritos or Cheetos and it's the, the little dust at the bottom. And it's like all the, <laughs> it's the flavor crystals. And it's all the stuff you'd ever yep. want that makes everything good. Yep. So, but yeah, so then now it's like, you know, there's, there's different rules and stuff that are coming out. And then there's, you know, stuff that they're allowing us to do as well. Well, that's good to hear. I'm, I'm glad that, that it's molding as 
the market moves. I guess that, would that be the proper way to say it? It, it forms and shapes as the market evolves. Right. Well, we're going to go into our first sponsor break here at the Lone Star Collective. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. This is episode 12. Our guest is Estella Castro with Austinite Cannabis. We'll be right back right after this break. Oakliff Cultivators is a sponsor of Texas Cannabis Collective and Lone Star Collective Podcast. Oakcliff focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flower pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta 8, and merch. For more information on their products, quality, or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. You know it would be cool if your business was mentioned on a podcast several times an episode. Well, you could have a slot right here on the Lone Star Collective just like the one I'm doing right now. Show your community that your business supports changes to social welfare regarding cannabis in Texas. Inform our audience that you are a supporter of independent journalism and the activism work we put in while informing them about your business. Let your customers know where you are located and what you offer the community. For more information on getting your business mentioned on Lone Star Collective, visit TexasCanaco.com. That's TXCanaco.com and click the contact tab. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective podcast, distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. This is episode 12. Our guest, Estella Castro of Austinite Cannabis. I love that our our lovely guest is lit up now. (laughs) I I found out, I was like, can I drive with this? I'm not driving, by the way, everybody. But can I be passenger with this light on? And I Googled it and I can. So you get to see me. I just remember when we were kids, you would turn like that light on. And your parents are like, I yeah, can't have that light exactly. on at all. Exactly. Yeah, I remember that specifically. At least, Turn that light up. At, at <laughs> least, I remember my, my dad telling me, he's like, it wasn't, I heard other kids say, well, my dad says we can't have that on because like the cops would pull us over. I'm like, my dad says he doesn't want it on because he can't see out the window. <laughs> and I didn't understand that. And then I turned 34 and I realized, my kids got the light on and it's difficult to see out the back window. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I get this. But I started hearing other people tell me, they're like, oh yeah, my parents told me that you couldn't have it on because the cops are going to pull you over. And like you mentioned, you Googled it. When we were kids. We didn't have that. Yep. I know, right? We didn't have that when we were, when we were the age, our, my kid is, my kid's nine. We didn't have Google it when we were nine. Yeah. 
So you have been nominated for Texas Hemp Award, correct? Yes. The shop last night. And you have too. I've seen you. Oh yeah. Texas Cannabis Collective has these little snazzy little cards. Oh yes. I was definitely running around to the Hemp Harvest Festival with cards with information about the Hemp Awards. Yep. For sure. How do you, you, have you been pushing that? You don't want me asking, have you been pushing that in your your locations? um, I have. I mean, for the most part, I mean, you know, I'm just like, hey, I was nominated. You guys want to vote. Um, but also, I think it's really cool to be nominated just to be nominated. You know, someone nominated us. Like, yay. So, and I love what Karen's doing over there at the Hemp Awards. I mean, she's she does this just, you know, to get an award going. You know, she's not making, you know, gobs of money on this. Or this doesn't make any money. She's just a side job. And she likes to you know, bring the community together. And I love that. Well, yeah. And I, I was telling people at the hemp harvest festival that I was like, the big benefit of this is that it's uh, there's eyes on businesses, but the money's going to the last prisoner project as well. Correct. Correct. The sponsorships yep, and the sponsorships are going pretty much to pay for the awards <laughs> and left pretty much whatever they can goes over to the last prisoner project. And then the big benefit mm-hmm. for everybody is that they get an eye on their business. And I tell right. people now, I go, you know, probably one of the best things now that nominations is closed is, is to go vote. And you, you're going to put in your, put in the email you really want to be contacted at because next year you'll get a notification of when the nominations are open. And I'm like, there's, there's really nothing wrong with nominating your own business. The whole point of this right. is to get eyes on businesses. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I wish she the, does an amazing job to get everybody together i love how she added extra categories like i'm just like yes we did need an art cannabis you know i mean i I like how she added extra um what's it called categories this year and she added ancillary service i believe as well yep and Mm -hmm. there was a nomination for a I, i think that what was in mind was originally like lawyers and things of that nature and I noticed there was something, there was another wording to it and it wound up a packaging company was thrown in a uh, EPAC. EPAC, yeah. And I've seen, I don't know if you've yeah. met him, uh, Michael Brooks. He's pretty much, uh, everyone's convention. I met him with you. Yeah, he was out at the Hemp Harvest I, I, Festival. I, I, we were standing, yeah, we were standing together and I got his card. Me and you were talking and I got his card. I've heard nothing but great things about that company. When I was at Lucky Leaf, like everybody was pointing at them going, that that's the company to package with, man. It's just amazing. So I'm hoping the best for them on that as well. We're definitely using them for, um, I got a hold of him today. We're going to use him for our cart packaging in Oklahoma. Nice. That we're going to be rolling out. Yeah. That makes me feel good that I made a connection between two businesses at the festival and it's already heading off. Yep. Like everyone of my here, at least one person come back and they're like, yo, yeah, we're, we're going to do business with this other group that you had us talking to. Yep. Making connections. What would you say, talking about these festivals and conventions, what would you say has, has been your favorite so far, at least in the last year, being as we're coming out of the, the COVID restrictions? Which convention? Yes. Which event? Um, Event-wise, I, I was there when uh, the Las Vegas convention, where they... Uh, what was that one? You went um, to BizCon? MJ BizCon? Not, not, not MJ, but the one before that. Uh, CanCon. No, it was CanCon. 
the one where they said the feds were breaking the place down and all that other in Vegas. I was there at that one, CanCon. Oh, um, oh, where they were talking about the feds were coming. They, they claimed the feds were coming yeah. in to to take stuff, and it turned out it was yeah. just really. It didn't happen. Yeah, that wasn't it happening at all. Was, <laughs> it wasn't happening. I was there the first day. The cool thing is, I was there the first day where D eight still was not. I mean, they weren't supposed to pass it around, but they could at least. It wasn't as crazy as the second day. So that first day, I had kind of already did my rounds on who I needed to, you know, see. So the second day, when they weren't letting anybody in, and they said that somebody sold to somebody or something, um, I kind of was just doing it at that point at the convention. It kind of was a little bit shut down. You know, they couldn't they couldn't talk about DA. They couldn't even even if you had a bag it had to have tape around it to have where it said D8 or that they had a banner in their tent or, you know, Mr. Delta eight had to be covered up the D8. So it was interesting, but the first day was amazing. Um, but I feel like the, I went to an Oklahoma city, um, comp, I mean, a convention, uh, about three months ago. And that one, I feel, how was the name of it? It wasn't Canton. Um, Golly, what was it called? Champs. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm sorry. CanCon was Oklahoma City, and Champs was the one that got hit up, but they said they got hit up by the the feds. So CanCon in um, Oklahoma City, I feel like it was very beneficial because you had a lot of people that were in the medical, that were already in Oklahoma with two years or so underneath their belt with already selling medical. So I feel like that I made a lot of connections there, you know? So, but I've, I've enjoyed all the conventions. I mean, I went to NOCO, I went to Lucky Leaf, I went to CanCon, I went to Champs. Um, I've kind of tried to go everywhere, you know, especially just to get to know everybody, get to meet everyone. Well, so yeah, the more you show your face around the people who are regulars and consistently go, it be, it becomes this thing where people take you more serious because they're like, oh, you're you're not some fly by night. You're yeah, you're really you're not going away. <laughs> yeah, you're not going away. You're really making a turnout. It shows you're interested and that you really want to be a part of it and you really want to establish yourself. For sure. Would you say that with Oklahoma that you felt like you were you're open with welcome arms or people were like, Oh, we're crowded as it is, man. Stop. Um, Well, okay. I felt that way when I was going. So it took me a while to figure out what, where exactly I was going to fit into Oklahoma. Right. Because I was doing, I was first looking into Oklahoma city and I was going to um, buy over a dispensary there which I was looking and it was like by Bethany and Edmond, which would have put me further out from Austin. It'd been like six hours. And I feel there, they were like, we're crowded. Don't you see there's 30 dispensaries with between a two mile radius. Okay. There I felt it, but where I'm at in Oklahoma, I am like, I'm right outside Ardmore. that they have, five dispensaries in the town I'm in and 14, I think in Ardmore, I, uh, I feel there was more welcoming, but of course I'm the first one in like a 60 or 57 mile radius. That's a 24 hours. 
So I'm doing, I'm trying to mix it up. So when your normal dispensary closes at nine, your girls stay in open 24 hours. Um, because there's a lot of people that are either working at the Michelin that there's two, two shifts, only two. So, I mean, if you wanted to get some medicine and it's three o'clock in the morning, you're just going to have to wait till the next day or till you have a day off, but then now you can come in. So we're just trying to change it up and be, be something new to the town. So with that, I feel like I've gotten very welcomed in the town. I didn't even think about the hours. Like you being able mm-hmm. to be open 24 hours. I was like, what is it? Colorado has it's like a, a Colorado is like what? Midnight or 1am now to have a cutoff? 1am. Uh, but yeah, Oklahoma doesn't have any stipulations on it. Nice. Well, we're going to go into our next break here at the Lone Star Collective Podcast, episode 12. Our guest, Estella Castro. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. We will be right back right after this sponsor break. and Lone Star Collective Podcast. Oakland focuses on quality assurance with their hemp products while providing customer service to help you discover cannabinoids to meet your needs. Their product line includes hemp flower pre-rolls, CBG tinctures, edibles, Delta 8, and merch. For more information on their products, quality, or to shop online today, visit oakcliffcultivators.com or contact them at info at oakcliffcultivators.com. You know it would be cool if your business was mentioned on a podcast several times an episode. Well, you could have a slot right here on the Lone Star Collective, just like the one I'm doing right now. Show your community that your business supports changes to social welfare regarding cannabis in Texas. Inform our audience that you are a supporter of independent journalism and the activism work we put in while informing them about your business. Let your customers know where you are located and what you offer the community. For more information on getting your business mentioned on Lone Star Collective, visit TexasCanaco.com. That's TXCanaco.com and click the contact tab. Welcome back to the Lone Star Collective podcast, distributed on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and much more to give Texans information regarding policy, industry, and culture. Here is this week's host, Jesse Williams. Back to the Lone Star Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Williams. This is episode 12. Our guest, Estella Castro. This will be our last segment. We'll wrap it up for the day. I, I appreciate you, you you doing this. Is If you're watching the video, you'll you notice that our guest is in the passenger seat driving back from Oklahoma into Texas. How's that drive been? Yeah, um, it's starting to get a little bit easier, um, but it, it's not that bad of a drive. Um, you know, if you go at the right times, I've, I've learned to go at the right times. 
So you're not beating, you're kind of beating in between traffic, Fort Worth, and we're going to be home in about 20 minutes. So we're good. So you're hitting, what, about Georgetown Round Rock now then? Yep. Yep. Sure enough. If you make that drive enough, it becomes this easy peasy item. Whereas like the first couple of times you do it, I imagine you, you loathed it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And especially cause now we, we have a house there now. Um, we bought a house and so we did the U-Haul. We didn't, I mean, we're not moved here completely, but we definitely have a second home. Um, and, um, but yeah, when we had those U-Hauls and doing all that, that was a hot mess. And I was thinking, Oh my goodness, I'm, am I going to be able to drive this do this drive back and forth. And yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Now the cool thing is fun fact is that, um, in Ardmore, they still have Amtrak and it's a big deal. So you can get on an Amtrak leaving Austin and it might take you eight hours and 30 minutes to get to me, Yep. but Hey, yep. you get to me. And, but I'm thinking, I'm like, I can do a lot of work in eight hours if I was on an Amtrak. Um, so I, I thought about, like, I was like, hmm, if I can, if I need to get up here, but there's definitely different ways. You say that. And we were, I was talking to you before the show earlier and I mm-hmm. mentioned, I was like, yeah, in the mid two thousands, I went up to Oklahoma. I went up to Ada. Ada was the area. Um, Ada oh, and Shawnee. Ada. We have a good, yeah, we have a good, uh, a good grower out in Ada. Went to Ada to go to, um, East Central University for a camp there for two summers and I remember one of them, we went down to probably might have been Ardmore. We went down to get on the Amtrak train and ride a train from there to Dallas. And we took this, I want to say tour bus, like a Greyhound style bus that was rented. We took that to the train tracks. The bus driver left. We got on the train. It took us like four hours to get to Dallas and the bus beat us there. <laughs> it had been there for quite some time waiting on us. <laughs> And I was like, this yeah. is insane. Why would you ride the train? Why would you ride the train? Yeah, that's definitely one of those. It, I think it's for the experience. But I mean, Amtrak's, it, they beefed it up to where they're like, their cars are really nice. And then you can actually get like a little room, you know? Yeah. So, oh. And even the seats. crash and sleep, you know? Even the seats, if I remember correctly, they probably still do this, was you have these two by two seats and you can actually, you can call one of the, the, staff members over and they can rotate the seat arounds where you're facing each other. Yeah. And then they, yeah, they still rotate. That's cool. And of course you have the food car where it's like 15, I imagine now it's like $15 beer and a $6 candy bar. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say a $10 beer. You're paying like 50 cents per M&M in the package. You're like, Oh my Lord, you must <laughs> must savor this. Yeah. So I take it. You've, you've sure. taken the train or. I've ta- I haven't taken it over here, but I have taken it before. Okay. So, yeah. Quite the experience there. So, as we start to wrap up, is there anything specifically you've had on your mind that you're wanting to get out to everybody? You want to let the audience know about you, your business, the market, um, Texas advocacy, anything? Yes. Ted, Texas advocacy, for sure. I want to do, I want to start getting something together soon you know with everybody um you know texas normal and uh i mean normal and texas marijuana policy um to kind of get some kind of um do more fundraising you know um i'm always up to because this is my thing is 
Oklahoma is not where I want to be. You know, I want to be in my own state doing this. So again, even though I'm doing this half the time and running Austinite, I still will always find time to always do any kind of advocacy work or getting us, you know, anything I can do to, um, you know, and little things. Like if you ever go to my website and you search um, D9, if you go to austincannabis.co and you're on our website and you're wanting to order something, but like if you go and you search the bar for D9, you can, that automatically takes you to the Texas marijuana policy where you can try to do something. We're always trying to put something different in there. So my thing is, yeah, I would, I would, I can't express advocacy work. You know, it's just, it, it's, it means so much to me to try to get this plant approved. It's, I wouldn't say it's a miracle. It be, I've heard that said, people say, oh, this is a miracle plant. And it's like, it's, it's not a miracle. It's doing what it's supposed to do. And we've known that it does this. And it's just unfortunate, horrendously unfortunate that we've had a society that's kind of held that, that's not kind of, but has really held that back and withheld that information for so long. And I appreciate, right. I say, I appreciate the efforts you've been making as well. Like you said, if you type these things in your site, it takes you to an advocacy website and yes. you've been at the Capitol. I've seen you there several times. So you're, you're one of the, you're one of the people who's there in person on a right. regular basis as well. Um, there are people I've seen, they show up maybe once, perhaps twice, and that's it. And there's people like yourself, who at least I saw at least five or six times there at minimum. Right. And I always wanted to do, like, if I can try to do any kind of like discount, I remember we did when we were, I mean, and I was gun ho like we are going to get this approved. I mean, in the very beginning, I mean, we were, we were just giving away products. I mean, we were like, scan this, you'll get a free pre-roll. Just, just let's all do it together because I'm, I'm big on like, everyone wants it to be approved. Everyone wants to be able to smoke flour, but it's just like, we, if we all were to put in that effort, you know, you know, but so it's, it's, it's definitely one of those things I've learned that there's a lot of people that are like, yes, you know, I want this and, and they, they want to try to stand behind it, but then you don't see them as much. And then, they, then it happens that we don't get it. And they're like, man, we didn't get it. And I was like, yeah, but how hard did you try? You yeah. know, but how much effort did you put forward? Yes. Because my thing is I lost, I lost, um, money. I wouldn't say lost money, but I, I put in a lot of money hoping that this was going to get approved. And, um, you know, I did it to be, to, to do any kind of advocacy work. So. Well, thank you for that. We appreciate your work you've put in. Let's plug your website and how people can get a hold of you. Okay. It's um, austinitecannabis.co. A-U-S-T-I-N-I-T-E. For, I'll, I'll clarify uh -huh. for people. Austinite. Austinite. And then cannabis and .co. I had somebody who came to me. They're like, I can't find her website. I, uh, somebody told me it's Austin Cannabis. I'm like, no, Austin Knight. Austin Knight. Yes. And I'm going to drill that into the listener's head today. AustinKnightCannabis.co. Yep. And we're doing a lot of changes to the website right now. Everything's good. But, you know, of course, with all the Delta 8 stuff, we're, we're doing some changes there. So... As well, let's say you're located at 2009 East Caesar Chavez Drive, Austin, Texas. And if anybody's yeah. interested in con actually contacting the store with their phone, 
394-6642. Yep. And follow us on Instagram because our Instagram has been shut down three times. I think I'm working right now with like 250 followers, but it just, I get to a good number and then we get shut down. So um, look for us on Instagram. It's Austinite Cannabis underscore um, co underscore. Yes. Follow. Follow on Instagram. Yes. I can't, I can't push people enough to say, Hey, you, you gotta consistently check the pages you used to follow. Cause oh man, yes. and Instagram is Facebook and Facebook does this all the time to people. It's insane. Right. Well, thank you so much, Jesse, for having me on. Oh, it is. It is our pleasure to have you. I'm glad that you, you gave us a time, even if it's in a car, <laughs> in the passenger seat, with the light on, I, I tell the driver, I said, thank you, too, because I know that light's got to be aggravating just a little bit. Yes, I will tell him. <laughs> and take care of that dog. I love that dog y'all brought to Hemp Festival. That was just. Yes. So, so everyone's oh, got to the dog. So that's a cow there. She's dressed up for Halloween. Our little cow. So. <laughs> awesome. I'm, I'm glad that I'm, if you're listening, you got to go check out the video on YouTube so you can see this dog. Just go, go listen to the whole podcast again just to see the dog. Yes. All righty. Well, you have right, a... Well, take care. You take care. Have a lovely evening. Okay. That was our guest, Estella Castro, here at the Lone Star Collective, episode 12. I am your host, Jesse Williams. We wish everybody a great day. Take care of yourselves. Adios. So clap.